We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered. The Zone is presented by Guaranteed Foods, delivering all natural food to Midwestern families since 1958. Enjoy healthier food, more free time, free delivery, and better value. Go to GuaranteedFoods.com. I'm at a Wednesday edition of The Zone right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you. Josh Briscoe, Dylan Michaels heading up until 2 o'clock. We've got to the next four hours. A lot of stuff to get into and talk about today. Chiefs one day closer from playing in Super Bowl 58. We will talk with Cynthia Freeland coming up at 11 o'clock. NFL Network analytics expert. We'll hang out with Mick Schaefer in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, KSHB 41 sports director. A lot of sound to play throughout the uh, show today. We'll see what else happens at uh, Radio Row. And uh, hear from the Chiefs as well. 913-912-4810 is the text line to join us to be a part of the show. And uh, what will happen today and tomorrow is as the show starts, the press conference availability for the Chiefs will be starting. And here is uh, Andy Reid heading to the podium right now. All right. Um, Again, we get uh, to start the kind of normal week practice uh, today. This would be equivalent to a... Wednesday practice back home. So look forward to that. But that time's yours. Where are we at? Okay. So I'm going to follow him. Hello. Uh, good morning, Coach Reed. Good morning. Uh, you have the opportunity of being on the ultra modern facilities of the Las Vegas Riders. Is it the, the best um, condition you ever had to prepare for a Super Bowl? Um, I would say uh, yes. The, I think I understood the question. Preparation for this? Yeah, so it, it's great conditions uh, to prepare for uh, this game. Um, I think our guys have been focused in up to this point, so... And uh, the facilities are great. Okay. Hey, Andy. Um, at, at this point, hey, right here. Okay, good. Uh, at, at this point, Andy, where do you feel like Travis stands among the greatest tight ends in, in the history of the game? And, and do you think being the best ever at his position is something that motivates him? Yeah, so I think all these guys want to do the best they possibly can. And. Uh, to play the best they possibly can. Um, and then I'd tell you Travis's numbers probably stand up for themselves. Uh, I would tell you that he has an opportunity to go down as uh, one of the best, if not the best, uh, tight ends to play. Does he spend a ton of time worrying about that? I don't think he does. He Every game he goes, you know, let's just go win. I mean, that's that's kind of his thinking. And um, and uh, however he's competitive and during crunch time, you know, he's going to be there for you. Um, 
and and want the ball to you know to help out the team. Yeah. Yep, gotcha. Andy, there's been a lot of teams in various sports in your position where the players have talked about just it's so taxing to be in this championship or bust mode year after year after year mentally. How do you make sure that there's still joy for your players in the day-to-day and it doesn't become a thing where it's just trying to have the relief of winning? Yeah, listen, um, we try to have fun within the intensity of the game uh, during the week. Uh, there's a time to focus in and a time to mess around. And, you know, I, I, they don't have to come in um, where they feel they're uptight in the, in the practice. Uh, I think some of that is we, uh, we keep it relatively consistent so they know what they're coming into every day. The times are the same. They know the drill that's coming up. They know when they can focus and need to focus. And then they can also know when they can mess around and goof around with each other and kind of let their personality show. You know. we'll go back to back, right? Coach, in the fall of 22, Todd Pinkston was coaching in high school, and now he's your running backs coach. What do you think he has brought to the running backs room, and was his background as a receiver helpful for guys like Isaiah Pacheco coming out of the backfield? Yeah, I think that, that does help um, as far as – Knowing how to run routes, they they had Greg Lewis last year, so he was in that same. That, you know, he kind of came up through that same way. Um, Todd is uh, Todd and Greg were different personality wise, but um, their their fundamentals were the same, and I, I think that's healthy for for the running backs. Uh, Porter Ellett also works in there with Todd. Um, and so he could kind of carry over some of the things that, that we had last year um, and we're doing there um, with EB's influence and, um, you know, with Greg's. <clears throat> so I think all of that helped Todd. However, Todd came with uh, – he, he's always been uh, – and I saw this when he was a player. He was willing to teach the young guys uh, that were coming up below him, uh, the wide receiver, at the wide receiver position. And he just had a good way about him with that. And I always thought, man, this he'd be like a really good football coach if he ever chose to go that route. And then he did with the high, at the high school level. He's got a son that's a phenomenal player um, that's coming up through, and I'm going to college here, I believe, next year. Um, so, um, anyways, he, he's, a, he's a good teacher. And he's staying on the topic of assistant coaches and and uh, and moving up through the ranks. Um, how much is being in the Super Bowl year after year uh, affected this, you know, just coaches not being able to do that on your staff? Say that one more time. Well, just, that, that was, with your yeah. season going so long, yeah. you know, it, it, yeah. how, how much is that a circumstance of coaches not being able to move up and out? Yeah, yeah. so – um, I want to give them all an opportunity to continue to grow, whether it's on our staff or somewhere else. So um, sometimes when the season does go a little bit longer like this, uh, the other spots get filled up uh, on other teams, um, which allows us to have continuity. And continuity is great. I mean, it's great for, for me, but from a selfish standpoint and for, for the team. But at the same time, I, I, I like to like to promote my guys to have an opportunity to do this thing. 
Sometimes this coaching can be short-lived in one spot. It's uh, sometimes short-lived in the National Football League. So uh, if you have an opportunity to move up, I think that's a positive thing. Coach Reed, uh, Patrick Mahomes up for man of the year. What do you see from a guy who is able to do so much in the Kansas City community, family man, do the commercials, lead a team to the Super Bowl, and do it all with a passion? Yeah, he'd have my vote. Um, he, he's uh, he's a, he's a great one that way. Uh, always willing to give back uh, time. I mean, you know, there's only so much time in a day. He's going to exhaust that. He's great with kids. He's great with his own kids. He's great great with kids. Period. Um, so, and he's a good dad and husband. So that's a that makes him a pretty good man. Coach, Contessa yes. Brewer with CNBC. Nice to see Hi. you. Yes. Can you give me a sense of the kind of conversations that you've had with your team and your staff around gambling ahead of the game in Las Vegas? Yeah, so the league, you know, the league does a great job with that, uh, of talking to our guys. So we, we had um, the league security rep come in and talk to the guys right when we got here. I mean, literally when we got here. And um, that was part of the conversation that uh, was gambling. So um, he made it very clear, reinstating the rules and regulations and temptations here, obviously, uh, in Las Vegas. So um, that that was addressed, yes. Andy, over here. Yep. Morning, Andy. All right, um, uh, good, thanks. Um, Eric Bieniemy, um have you had a chance – to talk to him by chance, and what do you think his coaching future is? And I'll have a second one as well. I did. He actually came in and talked to our team um, before our last game. So he uh, uh, talked to the offensive guys and hung out with us uh, in our meetings. So I have had a chance to talk to him. Um, and he's, he's still up for a couple jobs. Yeah. What do you think his future is in coaching and – would there be a spot on your staff if it doesn't work out for him somewhere else? Yeah, I, I can't answer the last part because I have no spots right now. Um, uh, uh, but I, I would tell you, I think his um, coaching future is great. I mean, I'm obviously a big fan of his, and I know the things that he, he can do. Hey, Andy, Steve Weiss over here a little bit to your left. All right, Steve, um, there you are. How's it nice. going? Nice, good. good. Hey, playing a team like San Francisco that does so much out of the slot in, in, in that area defensively, what does Trent McDuffie add to the defense to be able to kind of combat some of the things that they like to do? Yeah, so the 49ers have a an offense that has a lot of talent, a lot of guys that can do a lot of things. And, and so you need flexibility within your secondary linebacker positions. Uh, Trent gives us that. He can play the inside slot position. He can really play anywhere in the secondary. I mean, uh, whether it's safety, corner. I mean, he is one of our starting corners. But he, he moves all over the place. He can match up guys. Um, so he's, he's special that way. Yeah. Andy, could you tell us a little bit about why screen passes play such a vital role in your offense and what the qualities are in, in your personnel that make it effective? Yeah, so when you when you throw the football there, um, as much as teams do in this league and as much as we do, uh, screen pass helps counter that rush coming. If a team is willing to push the quarterback uh, up the field, 
and rush the passer. This gives you an opportunity to check it down, get the big guys out there, and um, in a blocking position. So it's really just to counter the, the, the pass for you. Hey, Andy. Chris Percy Iden here with hey, WFUV from Fordham. Um, you guys had your chairman and CEO, Clark Hunt, go on Good Morning Football this morning, and he talked about how he had some conversations with you this season. Um, you said we're just a play or two away from turning this thing around, and he, he singled you out as kind of being the most optimistic, the most bullish on this group. What did you see in this group that made you so confident? Um, yeah, well, I felt that way. I, the... Uh, we had some drops, and that's really where it was related. Uh, and we were we were getting better, but we were play away. And uh, for that that catch, and it seemed like it came down to that catch, three or four games. And it was in some cases it was guys that I'd seen make the play before. Uh, that that weren't doing it at that particular time, but I know they had the potential to. Uh, to make it. So those guys ended up picking it up, doing well here, the, the stretch here. And then we had a young guy, Rice, uh, who Rashid's game was getting better every week. And that, that's such a key ingredient when you have a Kelsey on the other side, that inside slot receiver. And so he kept getting better and better and better as we went along. And then he started making the play. And so you had that group of receivers making the play, and then Rasheed picking, you know, picking things up as a rookie rapidly. So it all worked out well, you know, that way. Hi, Andy. Hi. Kiriako. Can you touch base on the importance of the initials NKH on the players' jerseys and the legacy that Norma Hunt leaves behind? Yeah, she leaves a great legacy behind. Um, I think this might be the first Super Bowl that she hasn't been here. Um, just that in itself is pretty spectacular. But her heart was the biggest thing. Yeah, great person. Yeah. Good morning, uh, Coach Reed. Uh, Dennis Freeman, newsforusonline.com. Coach, when you uh, is, it, is there somebody that remind when you see Isaiah Pacheco run, is there somebody that, another running back in the past, that he reminds you of? Yeah, he's a violent runner. I, you know, I hate even mentioning this because he was a 49er, but Roger Craig was – um, a violent runner. Um, he was coming at you with knees, elbows, uh, hips, everything coming at you at one time. And, um, you know, they were built kind of the same way and, and ran the, with that violence. Yeah. Andy in the back here, Aaron Ladd, KSHB right. 41. I know you're back there. Uh, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, over here. There we go. All right. There we go. Uh, what did you all see from Nick Bolton when you drafted him? He had an up-and-down year this year with the injuries. What did you see from him this year development-wise? Yeah, so Nick uh, is kind of the key to that that defense. He's stuck right there in the middle, so he's got to be the transmitter between the back end, the secondary, and the front end, the defensive line. He's able to communicate to both and do it accurately, which becomes important. Um, and then he, he's, a, he's really a great tackler. So you put, <clears throat> you put that into the instinct category. He's got great instincts. And, and, uh, and he's not the biggest guy, not the fastest guy, but he takes great angles to the ball. And then the place he's probably improved the most is in his pass coverage. He, he's really worked at that. 
and and gotten better every every year with that and has done a nice job this year and he's done it with a cast on his hand here for about half the season so he's uh he, he he's worked through that part too Yep. Hi. Hi. Yes. I'm Robert Cobb from Inscriber Magazine. Um, I have a question for you, Coach. What do you say is the biggest difference between this Niners team you're facing on Sunday versus the team that you um, faced four years ago? Hey, do, do this. Just raise your hand. Where are you? Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Good. There's a light right there, man. <laughs> Sorry about All that. All right. All right. I'll repeat the question. Yeah, fire away. Okay, I was um, asking, what do you say is the biggest difference between the Niners team you're facing on Sunday versus the team that you uh, faced four years ago? Yeah, well, actually, there are quite a few of the, the same guys, uh, but they're, and they played at a very high level then. I think they're even better now. Um, so uh, to answer your question, that, that what McCaffrey would be new, I'd say he's a pretty big ingredient, um, and the quarterback's new, and and he's an active football player. So, but the rest of the surrounding cast is, is very similar to what they had before. All right, thank you. Okay, good. Thanks. All right, there's Andy Reid, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, getting ready for his fifth Super Bowl as a head coach of the team, one with Philadelphia, now four with the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, talking about uh, how about Eric Bieniemy. Uh, mm-hmm. being around the team before the Baltimore Ravens game and uh, talking to the offensive players and then hanging out in the offensive meetings before the Baltimore game. So uh, back around the team, Eric Bieniemy, And uh, there are no openings on the Chiefs staff right now, mm-hmm. as Andy Reid said. So no idea what the future might be for Eric Bieniemy uh, if there is a spot in Kansas City. And uh, uh, we'll always have a spot in Kansas City. Here is Patrick Mahomes at the podium. Yeah, Patrick, I'm from Denver, and the last time uh, you guys were in Denver in late October, you didn't look like a Super Bowl team that day. What helped you turn it around to get here? Yeah, I think it's just um, this, the process, um, just continuing to work hard. Um, obviously, we had some struggles throughout the season, but guys didn't, never hung their head. They just continued to, to grind through, um, and it, it caused us to play our best football at the right time. So uh, um, every season's different, but you have to continue to work if, in order to be great. Hey, Patrick, over here, Evan Walker with WXCI. I just want, can you talk a little bit about Rasheed Rice's development over the course of the season and what that's been like to work with him? Yeah, no, um, I mean, a ton of talent. I mean, I saw that from day one. Um, but with rookies, especially in Coach Reed's offense, it takes time. It takes time to learn um, the different uh, ways we run routes and the way you have to read coverage at the same time. And um, he just continued to get better and better. Um, and that's why I think you saw his production really get an uptick as the year went on. Um, and uh, I still think he has a, a long ways to go. He can t- continue to get better and better, and he'll, he could be one of the top receivers in this league. Hi, Patrick. Um, Chris Jones talked about the fact that you guys are now becoming like the villains of the NFL. There's a growing narrative out there. I know everyone prefers to be liked, but is it a role that you kind of enjoy in a way? Do you feed off of that? Um, not necessarily. I think uh, – I just like winning. If, if you win a lot and, and that causes you to be a villain, then I'm, I'm okay with it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to enjoy playing the game and try to win as much as possible. Pat, here. Andy Sola, Azteca Deportes. As a team, having facing uh, San Francisco years ago, uh, what is the big quality to overcome this time? Um, I think it's just um, their intensity. I mean, they play hard every single play. Uh, they bring energy 
Um, and um, we know it's to take our best football. And so for us, uh, we just have to come in with that intensity um, to go out there and play, play our best. If we don't, we'll lose the game. Patrick, how do you view the challenge that you and a lot of other great quarterbacks face of trying to get back here every year knowing that the roster, especially on offense, is going to keep changing? Um, I think you just got to try to be the best quarterback you can be for your team. Um, I think that's what you've seen with a lot of the great quarterbacks is um, whatever their team needs, they'll go out there and do. Um, and uh, the roster is always going to change. Um, I, I, I explain that to every single player that's here. You never know if you're going to be back in this game again. Um, and so try to maximize your moment, maximize your opportunity, and uh, see what you can do in order to make a memory that will last forever. Pat, back left, Aaron Lag, KSHB 41. You talked about a Super Bowl routine. It's Wednesday now. Where are you at in your Super Bowl routine? Yeah, um, uh, it's kind of it's kind of cool. You kind of are going back to installing the base offense. Um, obviously, we have the whole entire game plan in, but you, you really focus on that like you would do in a normal week um, and, and trying to make sure you're ready to go. Um, obviously, um, you have the media and stuff like that you have to do, but at the same time, it's a normal week now. We're going to get back to practice um, and do what we would do for a normal game day. Patrick. Patrick, um, a lot of people over the years have had, have had fun with, like, your running style or, like, your running gait. Um, is that something uh, – how, how did you develop the way you, you run? Um, and have you ever, like, gone into a lab and done, like, efficiency measurements or anything like that? Um, I, I do stuff like that. Um, I, I think I've gotten better in my running form and faster as, my, as I've kind of been in the NFL. Um, but it doesn't look the prettiest, so uh, I think people think I'm slow. I think it's kind of deceptive. Sometimes I think the de defense takes bad angles because they think they're going to catch me faster than they, they do. And so maybe that's uh, the secret to my, my speed is that I, I run not the way everybody else runs. Pat. Up in second row, Sammy with NFL France. Uh, about 815 days ago in Allegiant Stadium, you guys ran a spinning huddle. Can we expect something like that on Sunday? I can uh, expect a, a cartwheel or something. Uh, maybe Travis. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, no. Yeah, uh, we uh, we will have some game plan plays, and Coach Reed likes to have fun and enjoy it. So uh, we'll see what we can do. But I think you have to focus on the fundamentals in order to play a defense like this. <coughs> Hi, hi, Patrick. Kelly Singh, player profiler, women of fantasy football. And what we would like to know is how do you and Brittany make this special moments for the kids? Do you have any routines you do with the kids to try and create core memories with them? Yeah, I think you just want, to, want, to, want them to be there. You want them to be able to see what, what dad's doing and what all the work he, he's missing time with them um, is paying off to be. Um, and um, being able to have them here this week and getting to spend that extra time that I have over at the house and, and seeing them run around. Um, and we treat it like a vacation, so hopefully that can be a memory for them. And uh, I was that kid in the locker room uh, growing up, and I know how much, how much impact that's made on, on my life and who I am, and so hopefully that, that me playing will be able to make an impact on theirs. Back over here from <clears throat> Radio. Uh, the fact that the, uh, all the playoff games has been uh, away games this year have changed your approach mentally to the, to the game. And do you think that this thing could help you to play the, the Super Bowl next Sunday? Um, yeah, I mean, any new experience is, is great for, your, for you to use as an advantage. I mean, playing on the road in some hostile environments. Um, I think he brought the team together even more. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just playing football. Um, Obviously, the Super Bowl is the biggest stage of, it all, of them all, but at the same time, you go back to just, just playing the game that, that you've always loved growing up and uh, trying to go out there and win, win the game. Hey, Patrick. Uh, Coach Reed's coaching tree, well-known. A lot of his coaches are former players who used to play for him. Who do you think on your team 
would make a good coach down the road, and would you think you uh, would you yourself make a good coach? You think down the road? Um, I would hope so. I, I I try to help out all the young guys that are that are around the organization now. I've kind of become the old guy, even though I still feel young. So I would hope I'd make a good coach. The hours would be tough, but uh, I think um, eventually uh, Jarek McKinnon would be a great coach because he knows knows everything. Um, him and guys like Blake Bell who have been been in the league for a while, different systems, um, and, and bring energy every single day. I think those guys could be coaches if they want to be. Um, but for, for now, let's let them keep playing with us. Hi, Patrick. This Sunday you're going up against Fred Warner, who's had a tremendous season. How does he impact your game plan? Yeah, you got to know where he's at on every single play. Um, I think the best thing about uh, Fred is he has the, the physical ability. He can do everything. He's, he's tall. He's fast. He can, he can blitz. He can do whatever you want him to do. Um, but he's mentally... You can tell how much he studies the film and how he's able to adjust his coverage based off of what the team he plays. And um, I think uh, you have to know where he's at on every single play. And if you don't, he'll, he'll make a play happen uh, that would be negative for us but positive for them. And so um, someone you definitely have to account for. Patrick over here, Martin Rogers, Fox Sports. When you look back through the history of the league, there have been many great quarterbacks who never got the chance to play for a Super Bowl, never got the chance to win a Super Bowl. How grateful are you that you know, early in your career still you've got two in the bag and a chance to win another? Yeah, I mean, very grateful, very blessed. I mean, I understand how lucky I am to be in this, on this team. Um, to come into a team that was already a winning organization with a winning culture, um, with a lot of great players, uh, Hall of Fame players, and being able to just kind of jump right in um, and, and get in a year where I can learn um, and learn under Alex Smith, uh, I was blessed. And so I want to maximize these opportunities. I know that they don't, they don't always come. You're not going to be in every single Super Bowl. Um, and so when I, whenever, whenever I'm here, I enjoy it. I enjoy the week. Um, and then I just try to go out there and play my best football and, and like I said a little bit earlier, make a memory that will last forever with a, a lot of guys that work extremely hard. Right here. Uh, Patrick, Michael Furrow with Burke Sports Network. Growing up, you were a multi-sport athlete. How, how has playing in those different atmospheres helped you for the biggest atmosphere of all playing in the Super Bowl? Um, I think it's just playing all the sports. Learn, it, it taught me how to compete. Um, it taught me how to learn how to make things happen, to make adjustments on the fly. Um, and then it's all kind of evolved into the, the way I play the quarterback position, uh, being able to fill out space and, and make the pass like a point guard or throw across my body like a shortstop. I mean, it just uh, learning how to compete and to adjust on the fly and make things happen um, is definitely something that's helped me become the player that I am. Patrick, what are the things that you as a quarterback have to do well to be effective using the screen pass, and what does it do for your offense? Um, I mean, it helps that you have one of the, the best coaches of all time at knowing when to call him so with Coach Reed. Um, so um, I think just being able to, to be able to utilize your eyes, utilize your drop, try to make everything look the same um, so that whenever the screens do happen, you can get that D-line to attract, get that D-line to rush, um, and then getting an the accurate football where the guys can get downhill. Um, Coach Reed's done a great job, Coach Heck, uh, Coach Nagy, the, of teaching them and the guys that we, we've executed them well. Um, but just that, more than anything, it's knowing the right time, and I mean, I feel like Coach Reed has a great feel for that. Hi, hi, Pat. Sean Graney, Medill Reports. So Kansas City traded for Miko Hardman midseason to kind of bolster the wide receiver room. Um, what has that meant for you guys as an offense to get Miko back in there? Uh, what has his impact been, and uh, what does it mean to have continuity in uh, big games like the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think, I mean, first off, you get that speed, that speed that he has, and being able to stretch the defense horizontally and vertically um, whenever he's on the field, um, just adding another guy like that. And then I, I think even more than that, another guy that everybody loved in the locker room, um, being with us the, the year before and the years previous, um, everybody had loved McColl and the way he brings the energy every single day and 
Um, I think um, a lot of times that, that can be bigger than anything is just having guys in the locker room that, that want to play hard, that want to come together um, and uh, go for this common goal. And uh, it's always great to get those guys in there. Hi, Pat. Good morning. Federico Rivera from Damebola. Uh, Pat, if you guys win the next Sunday, uh, Coach uh, Reed would equal uh, Coach Bill Walsh by winning their third uh, ring of Super Bowl, and you would equal to uh, Troy Ekman. Uh, what are your thoughts about this by reaching uh, Troy Ekman about this? Yeah, no, it, it'd be um, extremely humbling. I mean, I'm ex like I said, I'm extremely grateful just for the situation that I'm in and being able to play in these Super Bowl games. And um, more than anything, I mean, think getting that back-to-back -back, uh, Super, uh, Super Bowl champs, uh, it just hasn't been done a lot in history. And it, it speaks to the whole team of not being satisfied with winning one Um, being able to come back that next year and continue to work. A lot of times, you, after winning the Super Bowl, you want to relax and, th and feel like you're done. Um, but being able to have that mentality to battle through the adversity that we've battled through this season um, and get that, that Super Bowl ring again, um, it, it'd be extremely special. Patrick Haliaco, if you can take us back to one the lowest moment in your life and to see where you are today, what would you have told yourself back then? Um, I, I don't know exactly when the lowest moment would be, but I think um, – What I've always, I've always had is just to continue to follow your dreams. I think that's something that was instilled in me at a young age. And I got to see a lot of pro athletes and, and how hard they worked. And so I knew I had to work hard. Um, and so even when um, baseball wasn't working out in college or um, football wasn't starting that first year um, in college, whatever that was, I just knew if I continued to work hard, that stuff would, would pay off. Um, and that's the mentality I've had in everything I've done in my entire life. And I still work hard to this day, I know, in order to, to continue to be great and follow my dreams, I have to do that. Hey, Patrick, Steve White, NFL Network uh, over here. Uh, Coach Reed just told us that Eric Bieniemy paid you guys a visit uh, last week and spoke to you guys. When did that take place, and, and what was that like to have him back in the building and kind of kind of feel him a little bit? Yeah, no, it's always great to have EB um, in the building, just, just being there and Um, the energy that he brings, the mentality that he brings, you can just you can feel just because he's 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 has that intensity, but he loves it. He loves being there. He loves being a part of the team and and being a part of the um, of that culture. And so just having him back in the building was was really cool. And listening to him talk and um, his energy, I mean, it just kind of got everybody. You guys, guys, I, mean, I think guys had a little bit of like chill bumps today. Like, hey, we got EB's back here and. Um, obviously, he didn't get that head coaching opportunity, but I'm excited for him to, to continue to coach football and to continue to make his impact on the game. Hi, Sherry Taylor, New York Beacon. Uh, the 49ers were able to stop the Lions' defense in the third quarter. How do you plan to keep the energy throughout the game after halftime and to get around defense? Yeah, no, um, we have to continue to get better. I think that's the, um, at the second half. I mean, even looking at the last AFC Championship game, we didn't execute at a high enough level. Um, in the second half. Um, and so for us, first you have to be able to manage that long halftime break that you have in the Super Bowl, um, doing that the right way. And I know the coaches had a great plan for that. Um, and then when you come back out, it's all about execution and energy. Um, and so you can have that execution and energy at the beginning of the game when everybody's intense and the, and, uh, it's, the, it's the adrenaline's pumping. But being able to bring that again in the second half um, will be super important, especially against a great defense. Um, and so definitely something that we have to make sure that we're ready to do and uh, something that we have to execute at a high level. All right, there you go. There's Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. And, yes, he is going for Super Bowl number three, which would tie Troy Aikman. Interesting. Someone yes. should really look into that. Did you pay that person to ask the Troy Aikman question in I, an accent? English is a second language? 
I did, question? but I really okay. appreciate knowing that we've got we've got people with real journalistic integrity going on uh, at Super Bowl week, making sure we get the questions we really need. Should we hear Travis? Kel- I think Travis Kelsey at the podium. Let's, if Travis uh, Kelsey you know keeps what? talking, we should keep listening. Let's listen to uh, Travis Kelsey. Here we go. Vicious. I think uh, I like to live my life a certain way in hopes that I get you know good things to happen to me, but um, I'm not wearing the same underwear every single game or nothing like that. No, no, she has. She's focused on uh, entertaining the uh, the crowd out in. I think it's is it Singapore right now, or I, th- I think that's in a few weeks. But I know she's out in Japan, Tokyo, maybe. Um, so she's just uh, working on entertaining them, making sure she's she's ready for uh, her performances and everything. But uh, the Super Bowl will uh, worry about if she can make it. These bets are crazy. Patrick Mahomes' face? I gotta lose a bet to to get something like that, man. No, I'm not a big I'm not a big tattoo guy. Man, I so I gotta ask this the other day. I say Justin Timberlake again, just because he's uh, he's coming out with a new album. I'm pumped for it. Um, he told he told me in a pack congratulations for uh, getting to the Super Bowl. So we gotta bring it home for him. I'm hoping I get this ring on Sunday. I know that. Man, EB was a was a special coach here for a, for a long, long time, man. And I um, he's like a, he's like my uncle or a, a father figure in the football world for me. And um, everybody knows how fired up he can get, and I, I definitely share that same passion to to come into work every single day and to play this game and. Um, one of my favorite coaches of all time. So I think uh, the biggest thing that, that we could take away from who he was as a, as a player, as a, as a coach, is just his passion and his desire to, to be ready for every single uh, scenario out there on the field. His, his football awareness and his understanding of the game um, was second to none when it comes to football. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the best for him uh, coming in, in, in his uh, near coaching career. But um, I think uh, who he is as a person is always going to go with me in life. Man, uh, it fuels us with confidence, but um, we got to start uh, putting up more and more touchdowns as an offense, and uh, knowing that that's uh, that's going to be big playing against the San Fran team is uh, putting up touchdowns instead of uh, field goals and making sure we um, we make sh- make their offense feel the pressure to keep scoring. Yeah, the Eagles, baby. They um, I'll tell you what, man. The Mexico City crowd playing down there at the Azteca was absolutely unbelievable man that that experience i'll remember for the rest of my life and um hopefully we get another chance to play down there in the future um the the crowd down there was so electric and just so um open and warm to to the game of football and uh or american football and um it was an experience that i i absolutely enjoyed I'm pumped that it's coming to Kansas City, man. I'll be uh, it'll be right there in my backyard, and I'll be able to have some fun going to all the games. <laughs> That's a question for Taylor.
about my teammates thinking that I'm a good tight end. It might be a little bias. Um, we have a lot of fun in the building, so hopefully I won over every teammate that I've ever had. But um, I think this team is special because of how close we are and how much we support each other. I'm trying to be the best tight end on Sunday. I know that. I never thought it would have landed. I didn't even think it would have landed. I would have got a response from her. We're here and we're all happy. I know that. I mean, just different people, different uh, different players, uh, different coaching staff um, on both sides, really. So it's uh, not only are they seeing something different, but we're seeing something different. One of our corners is over there playing, and it looks to see that uh, seem that he he's liking it over there a little bit more. So hopefully, we can get this win and make him make him miss Kansas City just a little bit. Um. Being being worldwide uh, is way different than just being famous in Kansas City. Is there anything that you, you still haven't quite gotten your grasp on? You're still getting used to it? No, I got it all. I got it all figured out, I think. I just love it. I love it. I love uh, seeing my teammates get to show their personalities, get to tell their stories. It's, um, you know, coming up here is a once-in-a-lifetime experience that I've been able to, to you know, go through a few times and um i guess i'm just comfortable in the in the atmosphere and the in the chaos uh that goes around us and um you just got to embrace it you know the the more you fight it the more pissed off you might get or more negative you might start thinking i'm a guy that likes to think about things in a positive way and you know what um for a week why not go through all this craziness uh and, and showcase my my story my family and uh, everybody that uh, has got me to this point all right, there's Travis Kelsey at the uh, podium and um, along with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and we'll have other players, and we'll hear from uh, different people. Todd Lebo there, uh, so we'll see who uh, Todd Lebo will be talking to as well. We'll hear from Drew Tranquil and Justin Reed and the now San Francisco 49er, former Philadelphia Eagle Javon Hargrave, uh, uh, talked yesterday, talked about uh, last year's Super Bowl and the first time he ever saw Patrick Mahomes. And um, and yeah, so if you if you missed any of that, uh, some of the bigger things coming out of uh, the press conference, Eric Bieniemy met with the team before the Baltimore Ravens game, talked to the offensive players, hung out in the meetings. Patrick Mahomes was, ta- was asked about that. Travis Kelsey was asked about that and just their relationship. Um, and of course, the Chiefs have heard some things going on with the uh, other side. It was San Francisco when uh, Travis Kelsey talked about, uh, well, they got a corner over there that used to be a part of this team, but thinks it's better over there. So uh, maybe we get this win on Sunday and have them miss it here a little bit. Yeah, they've heard those things. Offensive line has heard about um, that they hold. Charverius Ward, everything's better over with San Francisco. The money's better. Absolutely. The money also, is definitely better. In fairness, would have been wild if he was like, God, I wish I could go back. Yeah, right, right. It's better. Or it'd just be like, well, it's different. I mean, I uh, love my experience in Kansas City. I love what I'm doing here in San Francisco, and I get a chance to win a ring. I know they won a ring last year without me, and I'm hoping I can get that back this year and win on Sunday and get me uh, my second ring with the uh, can- with uh, in my career uh, and have two of them myself. That's pretty easy to say. Uh, but he also was the guy that said he was going to get turned up a couple days in Las Vegas yeah. before he sort of focused in on uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, to Josh's point, like, what do you say? But there is like a way to say it. He could have. He could have been more diplomatic for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It would have been uh, much easier to be a little more uh, diplomatic uh, with that. So, um, but uh, but yeah, 
we'll uh, we'll see what what else we hear from the different players there. But no doubt, Chiefs have heard some of those things that have come out from the press conferences and um, uh, some uh, small uh, little chatter here and there uh, from the uh, the different players. Uh, so we'll we'll find out what uh, some of the Chiefs have said. Justin Reed talked yesterday. Drew Tranquil talked yesterday. A lot of different players talked yesterday. Um, so we'll get into some of that uh, on the other side of the break. We'll talk with Cynthia Freeland coming up at 11 o'clock, NFL Network analytics expert, see what she thinks about this matchup, the keys to the matchup, what she wants to see from the Chiefs of the 49ers, how they win. We'll do that at 11 o'clock. Mick Schaefer, 1 o'clock. More Zone right after this at Sports Radio 810 WHB. You think Kelsey's excited about uh, uh, one more day tomorrow of uh, Taylor Swift questions? He's got to be pumped, right? Like, he's got to be excited. Travis, who gets a ring first, the 49ers or Taylor Swift? He's handling it well. He, You know what? He really is. Which is not surprising, oh, but is right. also my analysis of how these last couple of days have gone for him. Yeah. One more day of availability tomorrow where everybody will be there and the big stars will be at the podium and then um, other players that are stars in their own respect but not from the national perspective will be at different tables and uh, media members uh, going around and talking with them. But, you know, the Patrick Mahomes, the Travis Kelseys of the world, obviously the head coaches will be at uh, at podiums and things like that. And one more day for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So one more day for people to get their Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift questions in. And the thing about each and every day that this happens is he's going to be answering some of the same questions, but it's different media that's showing up to Vegas. Right. You know, some got there Monday. Right. Some got there yesterday. Some are arriving today and weren't at the media session today, so they'll be at the media session tomorrow. So they will have their questions they will ask because tomorrow's that last opportunity until the game is over on Sunday night. And then we'll all know who gets a ring first. Maybe Taylor gets it that night. I guess, I mean, the Chiefs will already have had one. I think they weren't an answer to that question. Yeah, it can't so. be the 49ers or Taylor Swift it, it, or, it, or the Chiefs. It can't right. be that you, Taylor Swift, or the 49ers who gets a ring first. It's like, well, I've already got two, um, um, and she doesn't have any. <laughs> that would be a very rude thing for him to say. He also didn't know where she was. Oh, my goodness. How selfish is he? It's like he barely oh. even cares. It's like, oh, he's so, he's so focused on himself and his own career. And this stupid sports ball game he's going to play. And yet Taylor is rocking the world in Tokyo. And he said Singapore. How dare he? Does he really care about her? Doesn't seem like it. We discuss next. All right, wrapping up this busy hour. A lot of sound, obviously. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. We will hear some more from the Chiefs. They are going through their media session right now, so we will try to filter all of that, see what we can uh, put out there, what is good enough, and uh, things like that. And we'll uh, we'll play some of those things for you as the show goes along. We will talk with Mick Schaefer coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, KSHB 41 Sports Director. On the other side of the break, we'll talk with uh, NFL Network's analytics expert, Cynthia Freeland. She will be our guest and we'll get her thoughts on this matchup, getting into more and more of the keys, the breakdown, not just the bigger overall picture, etc., but the breakdown of the game and what happens, how it can happen, and what the Chiefs need to do to be able to pick up their third Super Bowl in five years and leave all doubts about whether this is a dynasty or not. 
put those to bed.